Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Well, welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I'm your host, John Edwards, and I'm glad to welcome you back this week to another episode of Just a Guy in the Pew. Victor is out this week, so I've called on one of my very best friends in my life to join me. He was reluctant, but I won in the end. Uh, it was a thumb war and then rock, paper, scissors, and I wound up winning both because I'm really lucky. But now I'm just messing with you. One of my best friends in the world is going to be with us here in a minute. I'm going to bring him up in just a second. We're going to be talking about authentic friendship today on the episode. I'm really excited about it, and there was nobody I would rather do it with than this particular friend in my life. But before we jump into all that, I just want to remind everybody we've got the pilgrimage coming up in June of 2024, June 3rd through the 14th, uh, going to a Eucharistic Miracles pilgrimage to Italy. We've got a great spiritual director in Father Joe Sachs, who lived there for 23 years, speaks the language. It's going to add even more flavor than the guides will be able to alongside of him. It's going to be awesome. We've got about, I don't know, a little over 35 people signed up right now. Uh, we've got room for about 15 more. And those things are, people are signing up every day. So if you're looking for a spot to join us, please go ahead and register. You can do that at justaguyinthepew.com. You can go to our events page there once you're there on the homepage. And then there's something right in the middle of that events page where you can click the flyer, take you to straight to our Select International Travel website. That's our great travel partner, Select. And you can register for the trip and find out more there. Or you can go to Select International Travel. You can just Google their, their website and then put my name in the search bar and you'll pull up the PDF and everything that you'll need to know to go on the trip. And you can register right there online. Everything's done online, so it's amazing. And you can track everything where you are in your progress for, for getting the trip taken care of and everything solidified to go. But we really are excited to go. Angela and I are. It's going to be right after our 17th anniversary, and she's going to be finishing grad school. So we're going to be really excited to be there with you, to walk in the footsteps of great saints like St. Peter, St. Paul, uh, St. Clair, St. Francis, St. Catherine Siena, St. Uh, Padre Pio, the Blessed Carlos Acutis. We're going to see all of these amazing sites, plus visit all these great cities like the Alacapri, Assisi, Rome, uh, Sorrento, uh, uh, Laredo, Lanciano. I mean, there's, the list is just endless. And we're going to have a great time enjoying all of that, the food and the drink of Italy, and then just great fellowship with one another. So please, if you want to join us, go to justagownthepew.com, go to our events and book me page, click the flyer in the middle, or go straight to selectinternationaltravel.com and click there uh, and search my name, and then you'll be able to find what you need there. I also want to thank those of you who've been donating. It's really helping our ministry. We've been able to move forward and hire an event coordinator and executive admin and Maggie. She's tremendous and she's walking with all of our parishes and just really doing a fantastic job. We've also been able to hire a part-time development director here locally, Billy Bernard, a friend of mine for many years of my life, who's out there finding benefactors and people that can give every month because we are just, the Lord is blowing this mission up. He has just given us opportunity after opportunity. And honestly, I cannot handle all these events by myself really anymore. We need missionaries. We need to bring on young men that I can train, that have a gift of speaking, but we can also train in the way that we're helping parishes so I can send them out as well. I mean, the Lord is blessing this ministry tremendously, and we don't want to turn away any opportunity. So in, in, so in order not to be able to have to turn things away, we got to bring on other people. So we're looking forward to bringing those folks on, but that takes money, right? That takes financial support. So if you've ever considered giving to us and you've been waiting for a time, now is the time. 
we, we cannot hire people without support from our listeners like you. So if you've ever been affected by this podcast, by the missions we've done, by the conferences we've done, by videos we put out, by anything at all, consider becoming a partner in the pew with us today. It doesn't matter if it's $5, $500, $1,000, $200, whatever it is. You give what you have, right? We just offer back to the Lord what we have. So don't worry about the amount. Some people tell me, well, I want to give, but it's not enough to make a difference. Every bit of it makes a difference. And look, when you give, you become a partner in the pew with us. I don't want you to think, well, this is John's ministry. This is our ministry. It's people traveling together on this road to heaven. And you're able now to involve yourself in something that is helping countless people come closer to our Lord. So if you want to become a donor, you can do that at donorbox.org slash pew. That is donorbox.org slash pew. Or you can go to justagotinthepew.com. Go to the top right corner. There's a support button there, and you can pick what level you want to give monthly, yearly, annually. That's the same thing. Bi-monthly, whatever you want to do there. But we would be glad to have each and every bit of anything you could give to support us so we can bring other people on and we continue, continue – I can't even speak today. We can continue – to meet the great demand that the Lord has set in front of us to help men all over the country and their families. So thank you to those of you who have donated. Thank you to those who will consider it after listening to this. And thank you to those who will become donors in the future. We really appreciate it uh, in your partnership. So without further ado, if you want to find out what we're doing in missions and all those things, you can go to the website. I'm not going to bore you with all that today. You can check it out yourself. I'm going to get straight to the man, the, the mystery man of the hour, the guy I was telling you about. My one of my best friends in my life, Mr. David Hall. David Hall, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. How you doing, baby? <laughs> I'm doing it, baby. If y'all have ever heard me say "Yeah, baby" or or something like that, that's where it comes from. I it's, created that. It's his, you did. You got a patent on that Joker for sure. I'll tell you that much. But David is one of my best friends in my life. Many of you have probably heard uh, me talk about him on the show over the years or at a mission. I, there's a part in one of my talks I give, and I'm trying to show people the difference between evangelizing and not really caring about who you're talking about and evangelizing and knowing and being yeah. passionate about the person you're yeah. caring about. Yep. And I always use you. I don't know why, but you always – just kidding. You're the one that goes first to mind. But, like, seriously, you've been a lot – you've been so special in my life. And, honestly, I wouldn't even be in the position to speak and believe I could do it if it hadn't been for the many months that you worked with me to build my witness talk the first time I ever gave it here in Memphis. Uh, you were the first you know, guy. You designed our website, our very first one. Um, you helped me with so many different things and have been such a good friend with that, but also just beyond ministry and just in everyday life. And so – you know, today, as I was praying the last couple of days about getting a show out, and Victor couldn't be here, of course. You know, yep. he's got some family stuff going on, so you so willingly. I don't know how willingly you were, but you said yes in spite of it, which is what good friends do. I say yes sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like that's what good friends do, right? So you willingly said yes to us, and, and I just had on my heart lately, when I travel, I go places, and, and, and so many men, they if you when you ask about friendship, they're like, oh, yeah, I got tons of friends. And they kind of blow it off like, yep. you know, I'm sitting around and I got five billion friends. But when you really dive into it, like at men's conferences, I'll start asking questions. And, all right, so you have a lot of friends. Yeah, I got a lot of friends. And all the room, hands are up in the room. Then you start asking things like, do you have somebody that will show up at like midnight when you blew a tire and help you in the middle of a rainstorm? And some of the hands go down. Then you're like, do you have people, you know, somebody in your life you can call when you're having a real you know, issue in your marriage? And, and you're embarrassed about it, but you need help. You need to talk to somebody, and the hands will go down. And then I'll hit them with, like, the, the one everybody's afraid of. Like, if you're struggling with porn, do you have somebody you can call in a moment and say, like, I'm about to make a bad decision. Do you have time to talk to me? And almost all the hands go down. Maybe two or three left are left up. And it just goes to illustrate that we really don't know what real friendship is in society anymore. And as we know, it's so hard for men 
to even have friendship because they've been told their whole life, like, you don't need anybody or anything. You're a one-man army. Put your head down. Don't complain. Don't have feelings or emotions. Men, don't do that. You're not a man if you need that. And you and I have come into the understanding through the grace of, of what God did with our men's group at Holy Rosary that started all of this, mm-hmm. that that's simply not true. Right, that we need each other. Yes, we need our wife and our children and first and foremost Jesus, but we need other men. We need that accompaniment of men that we can do life with that are they're trying to go in the same place we are, right? I'm trying to get to heaven, I'm trying to bring my kids with me, and I know life's hard and I need somebody to do it alongside of. And it's a lot different in that relationship than it is just showing up to something where a video is being played for an hour and you say, Hey, good to see you, good to see you. And you right. don't know anything about anybody. Right. I mean, you probably know more about me than anybody other than my wife and Jesus himself. right? You've seen me in my good times. You've seen me in my ugly Absolutely, times. And you yeah. want me to ochre times. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, you've, and yet you're still here. Right? You've still you here ain't in the scared midst me of off it. yet. Well, that's, but that's the thing. That's what real friendship is. Right. It's like, I'm not just going to be your friend when it's convenient for me, when it's easy for me, when, when, when everybody is happy with you and I want to ride that train too. Or even when we're mad at one another and yeah. don't want to say anything about it. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, okay, well, we're going we're gonna to talk about that at some point. Yeah, you've done a lot of things that piss me off. Of so course, that's, you have too. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's, but, but we're here, we can laugh about it now, right? Exactly. And exactly. I remember so many times where we've been like frustrated. A lot of times it's been my own selfishness. You know, like even when you chose, you're the director of Crescio in the diocese. Right. And I remember being like, well, dang, now he's not going to be able to help in this thing as much as, and that was not a good friend way to look at something. It was like, and in my heart, I was happy for you, but at the same time, I was, I think I was just thinking about like, man, I'm going to lose a lot of time with him because he's going to have other things he's going to have to do. And it was very selfish of me. And I'm so happy for what you've done and and where you've gone with those things. And you still are a part of our men's group. You haven't left us behind. I mean, there's a couple nights where you're like, I'm tired. Hey, man, I can't make that one. Yeah, I've been to Crescio and I cuss you under my breath and then apologize (laughs) and, and all those things go to confession, you know, and all that stuff. But but no, I mean, you, you to see where the Lord has taken you and if, has called you in your life has been an honor to be your friend and walk alongside you and, and not be the detriment to that, but somebody that can lift you up and support you in it. But we need real friends, man. And, and society Absolutely. just doesn't, it doesn't put a lot of uh, onus, a lot of, uh, a lot of, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, if we worry so much about yeah. what society has to say, are we really accomplishing what we're supposed to while we're here? Yeah, we're wasting a lot of time. We are. We're just we're wasting doing. time. We're just yeah. watching the news and, oh, well, that crap's going on. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. That's not what anybody wants. That's not what anybody needs either. Yeah. Okay, I have a problem. You have a problem. We're trying to get to heaven. We're trying to bring as many people with us as possible, and we're on the same journey. Yeah. You're a dad. I'm a dad. We're both married. We have a lot of things in common, and... You know, we're both going to run into obstacles. And who better to share that with somebody else that's on the same path I'm on? Yeah. Amen. Well, and it's funny because you never know who you're going to wind up being friends with. Like, I remember, and you laugh at this story all the time, but I tell it, you know, I remember you were the IT director at our kids' school, and we'd started the men's group, and I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And, like, some guys I knew and some I didn't because Jay brought other guys in. So, you know, people were asking different people. And I remember you showed up at the meeting, and I was like, that guy's here? And I didn't know you. I mean, I knew That's you right. was the you IT didn't. guy. And every morning I'd walk the kids into school and you and Darren, the principal of the school, would be sitting there talking and I'd say hi and Darren would speak to me and you just kind of look at me and keep talking. I was like, what a jerk. Like, what a jerk <laughs> face. And then you showed up and started coming to the meetings and you weren't a jerk. You were busy doing whatever, obviously. But 
we wound up becoming really, really close friends, like immediately. And you didn't even invite me to that meeting. No, Nick did. Nick I think did. He did. Yes. Yeah. Nick told me like a few days out. He's like, "Man, there's something special." I wasn't at the very first. Yeah. I was at like the third or fourth, yeah. whatever it was. Sure. He's like, "Something's cool about this. You need to come on." Yeah. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, I remember that you started coming. And then we went to Curcio together. We did that yeah, that's September. What kind of launched you on that journey to fall in love with Curcio? But well, that's really where we became friends. Yeah. Yeah, because right. we were sort of talking to one another and we were going to group every week and I'm yeah. starting to get to know you and I'm like, okay, there's something about this guy. <laughs> and then we come out of we come out Curcio in that September and hey, he's gonna be speaking and he needs some help. Yeah. Okay, I'll help him. I ain't got nothing yeah. else to do. I'll tell you what, that meant the world to me because it was, you know, I I think I'd been in front of 500 people accepting award at Napa one time and it was just yeah. like think. Thank you to my boss, thank you to my customers, and thank you to the employees, and see right. you later, let me out of here. You know, so I never had any real, you know, training on speaking in front of people other than, you know, being a salesman and, and you know, right. walking into one guy's office and talking to him about what he liked and getting him to buy something. Mm-hmm. But getting up on a stage and pouring out, like, how sinful and terrible you've been all your, you know, for the last, you know, 17 years of life was people. tough. Yeah. That's a little nerve-wracking. Yeah, yeah, and I remember sometimes I'll go back and look at that video, and it's it's like – I imagine how people that like sing or perform in any way must feel when they go back to look at something that was in there like, I can't believe I was that terrible then. But like I go back and listen to it and I'll see you and your dad sitting in and your brother yep. sitting in the front row yep. and you nodding. There's this one scene actually where I, I was like, I just went to confession one time and I don't even think I did the penance. And like I, they clicked to you or like went to you and you were just laughing. Like you got it because we knew each other, right. you know? And, and so – you know, you've always been there, and it's it's it, it, it's just I always, no matter what's going on in my life, there's certain people that I can talk to. Absolutely. You know, I've made plenty of friends in the speaking world, and those folks are great. And but there's only a few people that I really, you know, even within the men's group that are really just super connected to me. You know, within six or you know maybe six guys. Well, you said earlier yeah. in the outtake, Jesus knows you, Angela knows you, and I know you. Yeah, and then everybody else. Well, they know a version of you. Yeah. And I don't know everything about you. Sure. I mean, I know a lot, but. Yeah. And and when you were talking about the speech, that was like the, what, the 50th version? Yeah. We had gone through all those practices. And, yeah. And so you you talk about that little spot. What I remember the most about that speech was you sitting down on those stairs. Yeah. And you were talking about your cell moment. Dude, I still get, <laughs> I'm getting goosebumps thinking about yeah. that right now. Yeah, that was totally impromptu. But I mean, you had always. You would always encourage me just, you know, hey, baby, yeah, baby, the, the Spirit's going to take care of you, baby. Don't worry yes. about it, baby. <laughs> yes. Stuff. And so along that journey, I mean, that was that was awesome, and I was so grateful to you, and I still am today. And, you know, you're the guy that I can pick up the phone when I'm just frustrated at the world and frustrated at ministry and frustrated at, at just family struggles and all that stuff. Absolutely. And, and you pick up the phone and you listen, and I'm like, man, I'm sorry for that. And you're like, for what? For for letting me for, be a good friend? Yeah. You I mean, know, and 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 I'm I try to be there for you in the same way too, and and we need that, right? We need that we place we can go, it. and and so many men don't have it. They don't have it, you know. And whether it's you know, I, I'm a big fisherman. People laugh and go, "Man, you're a big fisherman." They see it in the ministry and the pictures, right? I, I don't know that I'd be that if I wasn't for you either, because you started getting me back into fishing. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of fun doing that because yeah. that's just us, you yeah. know. Or Jacob comes along and yeah, we're teaching Jacob too, but. Yeah, I mean, we're just hanging out, doing what we like to do, and yeah. at the same time, we're experiencing something great, and um, yeah. 
I feel, like I, I feel like I'm doing a bad job. You're not doing a bad job, dude. You're not in front of a camera much. Don't worry about it. It's okay. But this is the thing, man. I mean, it's it's not about what you say. It's about how you live and how you act. And like the, people can tell that we're friends on here. And yeah. that's why I wanted you. Like I wasn't sitting here with you know quotes from scripture and all this stuff prepared. But friendship is an important thing in our life, and we don't have it. It's just another way that the devil isolates us. Absolutely, right? it is. And there's still even times now with you being as good of a friend with me. It's like I don't want to tell him that. I don't want to admit that. Sure. I don't want to put that burden on him. And what it is is the devil just trying to go. Yeah, keep it to yourself. Of course, right? because he's attacking you then. Yeah. And if you share it with me, well, then it's like you sharing it with Jesus. Hopefully. Yeah. You know. And yeah, we're just again walking that path together, trying to be reflective upon one another and getting better. Yeah. Every day. Well, that's the thing. I mean, we did that that Coming in Eyes video yes. uh, for them, you know, about my struggles with pornography. They found about it and said, hey, you, you know, you've got a platform and we'd love to have you on and all this stuff. And and they said, was well, there anything other you can add? And they'd had, no, this is what kills me. They've been doing those videos for a while. I mean, Coming in Eyes is a huge company. I mean, yeah, Protestant yeah. and Catholic. I mean, they've got divisions and they, they minister to all forms of Christianity and the church and people in general, secular world too. And they're like, we've never had somebody that had an accountability partner that was willing to come on. Like, we've had a spouse and things like that, but never just another friend. And and so that's why they were so enthralled with it, right? It was, yep. wow, this is going to be cool because we're going to have somebody that's actually willing. And I, I remember calling you and saying, hey, David, look, it's a camera thing. I know you're not the biggest in the world about being on camera, but they want you to talk about, like, where how you were there for me and my struggles. And you're like, yeah, I'm there. When do we need to be there? Like, what time did you come? Oh, it's tomorrow? Okay, I'll be there. And... I didn't even know what they were saying. They asked me to leave. You know, they're like, go in the house, and they filmed you in here. And I could hear some mumblings as I had a cup up against the wall trying well, to Well, they asked sure. me a lot of questions about you, <laughs> yeah. you know, how we how we met yeah. and, you know, why I chose to be your accountability partner, which was, what, a couple years after mm-hmm. we had met. And Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things is when your friend asks, yeah, we're going we're gonna to step up to the plate yeah. and handle it. If I, can, if I can do it for you, great. Let's do it. Sure. Because – what else am I? If I'm being your friend, what what else am I for? Yeah, I mean I can't say yes to everything. Yeah, but yeah, if I can say yes, let's say but it, yes. But it was awesome because I mean it just it made me reflect on man like how lucky am I? Because I mean let's be honest, David. For I had one really good friend growing up till I was 18 years old, and then he went off to school, and then he came back, and I had moved on to fraternities and drugs and alcohol and all that stuff, and he tried to hang around and. And I just didn't have time for him anymore. And and all, I, I traded him for what I thought were real friends who weren't. They were people that right. wanted my money and, you know, the stuff I could do for him and things like that because I was very fortunate to have a good job during college. But, yeah, like I, I hadn't had a real friend in my life very long. And it was through that men's group and then honestly finding you. And that's what I tell people on the road a lot. They go, well, well, if this men's group has 30 or 40 people, like how can you really know anybody? And I'm like, very easily. Because God does that. You're going to show up and you're going to start talking and you're going to realize that as you're doing the service night or the fellowship night or something, you're going to be talking to people and realize you have similar interest and similar sense of humor with people. And there's going to be natural groups that break out of that, just like John and Jerry and Colin have their their Colin single, John and Jerry are divorced, and they do a thing on Tuesday night. Absolutely. And and they found a, a, a friendship through those things. And that's what we need, man. The devil tries to isolate us. It tries to get us to, to, to be alone and to, to suffer in our things by ourselves. As I was saying before, like, yeah, we can talk to our wife, but there's some things that are, that are going to be a difficult, difficult conversation with our wife. Right, absolutely. And I'm never saying hide things from your wife. No. But it's a lot easier for me to go, I'm struggling with pornography. I need to call David. I need to, David to be my accountability partner so right. I can get that thing out, that stuff out of my life. 
right and and not have the tension or sometimes even the struggle that comes with going and telling my wife that i fall into that right because she, she, she's not going to understand well she may understand but she's gonna be hurt every it, time you exactly know? and so who better to tell somebody that's not gonna oh angela this is what john told me today yeah uh, angela doesn't yeah, I don't talk to Angela. Well, and that's well, that's you well, know, that's not true. I know that's not true. I was here, talking but earlier, you, but you yeah. know what I mean. It's like, and if yeah. you're going to share something that intimate with me, well, we have an agreement. What's shared between us is between us. Yeah, that's what makes our group work. If you don't have those basic tenets of friendship down, yeah, then what what are y'all doing? You got to be friends. So. Yeah. Well, in your words, like I mean. Just talk about that a little bit, like what the groups meant to you, what, what our friendship. I mean, absolutely. Any times you want to talk about that are not embarrassing for me, then go ahead and. <laughs> but seriously, like you know, I'm always talking about this, so people always hear my side of everything, and it's like yep. I'm sure it falls on deaf ears sometimes. When John's preaching about friendship again, he's preaching about accompaniment. He's preaching he's on about, his soapbox. Right here we and go. It's, but it's honestly who I am and how I feel about this stuff, you know. But what do you? I mean, what I want to give you time to talk about that stuff and what's important to you and what it's meant to you and well, stuff. Well, the biggest thing for me is we all we talked about it. We all need accountability. Whether we choose it or not choose it, we're going to we're going to make that decision every day. So, if you find a way to make that choice, walking with someone is the way to go. We became friends because I saw something in you that reflected in me that hey, I want to know more about this guy. Yeah. I can't I can't tell you today what that was. All I know is there's something reflected in us, and it works out. Yeah. Um, and then that wouldn't have happened without group. Yeah. Again, fourth meeting, you were at the very first, and it took us months. And so it's just a matter of, for me, you resonated with things I, I like to do. That's why we go fishing. Yeah. You know, that's why we're in each other's lives. And group has, I mean – group was different then but group helped us form who we became today yeah um you know we were struggling with the things that you know the people here on the podcast yeah we were talking about you know sin we were talking about porn we were talking about all these things and it took a while it took a while for all of us to kind of learn where where are we going to go and so if i'm struggling and i have a friend john look man me and Amy are at it. I need to talk to you about this. And, yeah. you know, we go back and forth. Um, that's that's what our friendship's been. And to build upon that, I think some of the greatest times you and I have had have been at group in some times. But, honestly, it's been sitting in your backyard or yeah. sitting in my house. You know, it's not um, – it's not planned. It's not choreographed. It's what happens in the in the moment when you're yeah. chilling with your friends. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Tiger scored again. Let's <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> well, that's it, man. And, and, you know, that's the truth. Like, when I'm not out of town a lot, I mean, you know, two weekends a month when I'm home, a lot of times you and your wife are over, Victor and his wife are over, Nick's yep. over, John's over. And it's just like, man, this is right. You know, this is right. We need each other. We need people. And, you know, and you're a little bit older than me. You've got a child that's older than, you know, he's about to go to college. Or he's in right. college, He's right? in college. Yeah, he's, he's in college. I should know that. Sorry. That's all right. He, yeah, he's in college. And I've got one that just turned 14, you know. Right. That, and, and so I can come to you about things that I'm experiencing that you've already been through. I mean, so you have that. I'm the better fisherman, so I can help you with that. That's but, debatable. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm definitely not the better fisherman. I will relinquish that right but, now. Yeah. But you know your faith differently than I know my yeah. faith. That yeah. I think that's another thing that bounced off of us is yeah. 
what John doesn't tell y'all is his background a whole lot. When he was growing <laughs> up as a kid, being Baptist, Methodist, yeah, Baptist. Baptist. Yeah. As Catholics, y'all know this. We just don't. We don't read the Bible the way everybody else does. And John yeah. was formed by it. That's one of those things that caught my attention. I know yeah. that's sort of off topic, but well, no, it's that's fine. Keep telling people how awesome I am. I love it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But no, you're right. Like that's. I think that's one reason people find this ministry attractive is that there is sort of that Protestant take on some things. Not that I'm. Pro- I mean, I'm fully Catholic and have come into the truth of the you church. Are, absolutely. But like, there is that. I think it's with all converts, right? Because you get excited. You come in. You're like, whoa! You have all this stuff, and right. so many people are just like, this is what I was raised with. This is what I was born with. Like, I don't. Right. You know, if you if your first memory is of always having a a, a uh, you know, one of those Duke's Hazard trikes or whatever you used to have. You're like, what's so special about it? I've had this my whole life. Right, exactly. But like when you come to Christmas and you're 10 years old and you get something you've always wanted and never had, you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And, yes. And so that's the way I think that converts come into the faith. It's like, oh, what do you mean? Like, this isn't a big deal to you? Like, no, that's just been it's there. Like, deal. I don't. Yeah. And that's why I think so many Catholics, we don't, we have all these, these treasure troves of things, but but they've just been things that we've always had and and you know they become like a lot of things that you know attract dust on a shelf right exactly but but yeah i know that's I mean, not really friendship talk and no no we're, but it's, we're trying to feel content and yeah and well, it's not even feel content it's just following the spirit following right the like the spirit yeah. is taking us but but yeah i mean the thing is in the world today so many guys they believe that that True friendship is is the guy sitting next to you at work in a cubicle. And look, you may be lucky enough to where it is. It might but, be. But more often than not, that's a friendship of convenience. Absolutely. You know, I'll give an example. You know, I worked for Napa for 23 years. My father worked there 45. So mm-hmm. I basically knew everybody, as you know, from the time I was in a diaper till the day I left it, it when I was 37 years old. Right. Or 38 years old. So... I would have told you if you were interviewing me then, oh, yeah, these are my boys. These are, whether it was a 50-year-old guy or, or a guy my age that I've yep. known my whole life, these are my guys. This is who I'm rolling through life with. But it's been seven years, mm-hmm. and I've talked to maybe two customers on a regular basis and maybe three people from Napa right. since then. It's because it was a friendship of convenience. What do I right. mean by that? Well, there was something that tied us together that made it convenient for us to just be in it together. Mm-hmm. But when that one thing went away – so did the friendship right right and how often do you see that like you might be in a building and sitting in a cubicle next to somebody they get promoted three floors up and even though they're still in the building and they're still your friend you, you the lunches quit the the, right. the water cooler right. talk quits exactly all that stuff because it wasn't based on anything of substance it was just this is convenient for me to talk to you and you to talk to me yeah. and it helps the day go by and we're here eight hours a day yeah. so and what else are we going to talk about right but i mean at the end of the day your friends are the ones that you're picking up and calling the phone with you know, every day. You're checking yes. on. You're Like when I knew you were in the ER last week, you know, yep. I don't want to get into your personal stuff, but like no, you had something good. where you had to go to the doctor. Yep. And as soon as you texted me, I mean, I was on the phone and Amy answered and yep. then you were texting me updates. I was asking the guys in the group to pray for you. And and that's what friends do. It's just Absolutely. like, well, man, I hope something happens. You know, I hope he's better, you know, and then. Right. And you checked on me several times since then. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, it's just, Yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, I, I can't, I can think of all the times that, you know, we have multiple pets and, you know, Jacob's got a bearded dragon and we've got cats and a dog and we want to go on vacation and, and like we can't find anybody that can house it. You know, like we'll drive over there two times a day and take care of the animals. Yep. I remember when, 
you know, we were going to redo the windows in our house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, was, yeah. I, I was, I couldn't do it. I was, I don't remember why I wasn't here. But you and Amy showed well, up. Well, you were working. Yeah. You were out working. That's and right. I showed up on spring break and helped Angela. Yeah. And we worked on a couple of windows over there and realized real quick. Uh, the wood, like, melted. The wood yeah, like, melted, shelter, yes. like, Yeah, it was, they were rotted. The previous owner screwed y'all bad. But yeah. anyway. Yeah, but, I mean, you were willing to show up on your spring break to scrape windows, which we've got like 27 of them or something, to do that, to help us save money in a time where I just go into ministry, we didn't have money and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who is this person? Like, who is this person that like, I'm, I can still be a pretty selfish guy. It's like, you know, I don't feel like doing that on my spring break. Sorry. You know, phone's off the hook. I'll be at the lake. Yeah. yeah, I'll be at the course. Emails like return to sender, all that stuff. Yeah. It just shows what kind of person you are. And honestly, the way that you the way that you live friendship has made me want to be a better friend myself. Like it's made me want to be better. Just like with Victor, the way Victor is with Christy is uh, that witness of him has made me want to be better for Angela. Yeah. You know, like there's different aspects of our friends that are like, man, I want to be like that. And that's, what's so awesome about having a number of close friends. As you start to take on those traits, you start to live that way. Mm-hmm. Right. And you start to just a bond there. Yeah. Like we can look at each other across the room and like, no, like I could, I could have an idea. Would say, what yes, or you, you know, what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, or like when we're in men's group and there's that silence, and I can look up and you're like, and you'll say something. Yep. Right. It's just that connection that happens when you really know somebody and you enter into somebody's life. But unfortunately, so many men have been told like you don't need that stuff. Like you're your own man, and you don't. And it's junk, and it's causing men to fall further and further away from the faith and from each other. Absolutely. To become men that don't tell the truth. Because I'm wearing my mask. Right. That's exactly right. Oh, okay. Right. Well, I got that mask on now. Well, if I take that down, right. are you going to still like who who you see? Yeah. You know? And that's so it. And I got to lower that. Well, and that's the thing, man. And so we've got to – this is what's missing in our life and in the church because if you don't have people that are willing to – and this is the thing. You have to be willing to care about somebody else. Right. Right? Like you have to say, I'm going to give you a place in my life. Because you're never going to have friends if you're just, you know, okay, we're buddies, but I'll, I'll never care about what you need. I'm right. not going to give you time. Like, that's what you that's what meant so much to me. We were talking about the speaking earlier and you helping me in my first talk. I mean, here you were on a Sunday. You were going to 715 Mass and you were waiting on me to show up. And then you would sit there in your office where you're at all week long at the same school building. Yep. And listen to me go through this again and again and again. And you were giving of yourself with that, not asking a thing in return. You know, and at that point in my life, all my friendships and my relationships have been transactional. I'll do this for you if you do this, this for, me, for me. Yeah. Right? Or there's something for me to gain by being nice to you. And then if you're nice to me, then we both gain something. You know what I mean? There was yeah. always a something behind it. But for the first time in a long time in my life, there was somebody going, no, I just want to help you. Yeah. Like, I just, I want, I like you. I love you. I want to yep. be your friend. And, and that's so funny, man. I see guys all the time. We'll be walking out of some place, like a restaurant, after after we've been out on a fellowship night with the guys. Yep. And, hey, buddy, I love you, man. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. I'll call you tomorrow. And you see people walk by and like, are they gay? You right. know, yeah, or whatever. Exactly. It's like, no. They don't have a clue. Right. Exactly. It's like, no, we're not. We're not, you know, homosexual. We just, we're men who are comfortable with who we are. And yep. you mean something to me. If you were to die tomorrow, my heart would be destroyed, man. Yep. Like, I love you, and I don't want to do life without you. And so that's the kind of relationships. That's true masculinity, man. Being able to look at somebody, another man across the table, and say, you mean something to me. right? And you make my life better. And you certainly do that for me, David. And you have for a long time. My kids call you Uncle, Pe- Uncle Pepper. Sometimes. Because you have a massive <laughs> problem with Dr. Pepper. Like, <laughs> 
But you do. You, you always you have a T-shirt that's Dr. Pepper, and you like told him to call you. Born on Pepper. vacation once, and here we go. Right, like there's very few people that my my kids are are super comfortable with. Yep. Like alone, you yep. know, or being left with, or and I, sometimes I look over and I see how much fun Jacob's having with you on the boat when we're fishing, you know. And yep. there's no like I want him to like me better because I'm his dad. And why is he? No, it's not. He that, don't want to talk like, to you about that, right? It's he like needs to talk about what he wants to. Well, and, and there's a lot of things where I've been trying to teach him about <clears> fishing that he's at that age where he does, you know, whatever, Dad. Dad, but you're you say stupid it, right now. Come you, on now. You say it. And he's like, will you tie on the bait that my dad just told me to tie on that I didn't want to tie on? And, you know, and all that stuff. And it's because sometimes we need that other influence. Yes. And there's a lot of great people like Pete Burax, a friend of mine in ministry from Renewal Ministries and ID uh, 916. And, and he... Uh, he was fortunate to grow up in a like a, a neighborhood in a cove with like all these dads that were super Catholic and like they had permission from one another to like be a dad to that kid to be yeah. like another voice yeah. of influence and hey how are things going at school and hey I see you messing around here and and they were kind of like just this this team of guardsmen for their children and you know Ralph Martin and some of those guys and Peter Herbeck and some of those great evangelists were part of that network but to listen to Pete it's like and he's such a formed guy it's because he had that he had men who were friends with each other who trusted each other and loved each other knew that at, at their heart at the core of that relationship was was this deep care for them and their family yes i'm here for you I, you know whatever there's times when i've been out of town you're like hey does angel need anything we, we got her right right like we know you're out of town doing what god's called you to do and i got your back yep and so many people don't have that and i, I that's what breaks my heart man we're surrounded by so many people men and women alike that are just silent sufferers right it's just a, a phrase that keeps coming up in my mind all the time is silent sufferers you know you brought a guy to our men's group uh you know they called you from the parish and yeah. said yeah and that dude's got tattoos on his knuckles up his arms who cares he walks up and he's like i, j- I just got through being incarcerated and i was just yep. like oh cool i've been in jail too come on in grab a I coke and a burger you know yeah. and it's like you know, of course, of course, it's not cool to go to jail, but like, hey, man, we got something in common. And he was expecting to be turned away. Like, okay, I'm going to walk in here and these people are going to tell me to leave just like everywhere else. Right. Instead, we were like, do you, I have a question for you. Do you want a burger or a dog? You know, and he's yeah. just like, what? And then we started talking. He finds out somebody else that's had struggles. And, and then he was there making sandwiches with 700, you know, 700 last sandwiches week. last week. Yeah. You know, and this guy's probably going to find this place now where he can change his life and he can have real friends. Yep. That's what life's about. Amen, bro. But when we're sitting over here and we're going, no, I'm not going to let anybody in. I'm not going to let people see my ugliness. I'm going to, my shame, I'm going to let my shame overcome me. Then we're really missing out on the greatest part of life, which is friendship, right? And that's what Jesus had, right? Like, what does he say to us in in John? He says, I no longer call you slaves. I call you friends. Mm -hmm. I call you friends. And he wants that real relationship with us. And he wants us to have a relationship with one another. Yep. And the only way we do that is just to 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 do the unconventional things in the world today. I'm going to give a crap about somebody else. Excuse my French. Yep. I'm going to give time out of my life because the way that you show somebody that you really care about them is your time. Yep. Is your presence, right? Like you could tell when somebody you're trying to talk to somebody about something, they're looking at their phone or they're looking off the sky. They're not listening to you. And that's why so many people feel like, well, nobody cares about me. Nobody cares. But when they find that person who does, it's just like a sturdy shelter, as it says at Sirac. You know, mm-hmm. like a friend is like a, and if you few find them, right? Few yep. find them. Yep. And so, if you, I know there's so many people out here that struggle with it. Like, what are some tips you give people? You give people on how to have a good friendship and where to start with somebody. Well, like we talked about earlier, it's just a matter of do I want to be open to you or not? Mm-hmm. You know, you talked about Jesus having twelve friends. I do not have twelve friends. Yeah. I have a few friends, and so. 
to be able to open myself up to other people. Well, I think you have a lot of you have friends, but you have a lot, you have close. friends. Well, we're talking about so this many. kind of yeah. friendship. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a very few of them. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, my tip is if you're willing to drop that mask and say yes, um, one you got to find something in each other that works. Yeah. Because if you don't, it's not going to work. Yeah, I there's think, always a commonality. Yeah, there. there's got to yeah. be some sort of common ground. And then if you get the common ground, then it's just, okay, well, what about your life that works with my life? And it takes time. So yeah. my so my suggestion is, is if you find somebody, you are, you know, common ground. It could be work. It could be church. It could be wherever. How much time do you want to give them? Because yeah. it's going to take time. It took us long time to get to this point i mean yeah. we're talking about a seven-year relationship yeah um and so not everybody is where we are and we're not where other people are sure um and so that's my biggest suggestion is you know get out of your own head stop yeah. worrying about what somebody else is going to think of you because they don't care they yeah. have their own struggles sure and i know that's that's my suggestion. Yeah, just to, to, to put yourself out there. That's what so many people are afraid to do today. Absolutely. And we're too busy doing other things besides the things we're supposed to be doing. And if I let all those thoughts in my head get, you know, going and the devil starts creeping in there, yeah. you got to get that out. Yeah. And the, and that's the thing. When you're when you're listening to that voice, sometimes you sit in that voice because you have no one else to talk to about it. Right. You don't have another voice to pour in truth and goodness and beauty to you. And that's what the Lord wants for all of us. That's why he sent the disciples out two by two. Yes. Because he knew there's a chance one of them might fall, one of them may struggle, and I need somebody else there to pick them up. Exactly. Right? And that's what life is supposed to be about. And and that's why we've given our life to this, to this men's group, to Curcio, which is a very similar model of getting men and women in groups together and doing yes. life together and yep. cohorts and, and trying to go deeper than just, how are you? I'm fine. I'm fine too. Well, great. See you later. See you never, you know, right. but trying to get people to go below the surface because we're, we are the body of Christ, right? We are. We're not, it's not me and Jesus. It's not doing my thing over here. It's actually coming to know the Lord, bring us into relationship with other people yes. so we can grow in our relationship with both them and the Lord. Yes. That's what our church needs more of. And that's why we're in demand. That's why this ministry is being called so much to go and do this work because pastors and men realize without men, we're in a bad place. Right. And until we get men to realize that all this, this narrative they've been preached for years about the stuff we've talked about is garbage and we've got to rewrite the narrative, yep. then we're always going to wind up with a church that has men that aren't present, with families mm-hmm. that don't have men that are present, that men that are, that are you know, falling to opioids and suicide and isolation, depression yep. and drugs and alcohol and, and all these other they're trying vices. to fill that hole. Yeah. And if I fill that hole with something other than all of that mess, yeah. okay, then I can move forward. Right. And so that's what we need. I mean, the Lord has given us an opportunity. I mean, you have to friendship is just like anything else you have to cultivate. You have to care about it. It has to be on both sides. It's like a right? garden. Yeah, it's can't, you can't be one person chasing after the other. It is it's a mutual I need you, you need me, and to continue to walk together. Now it doesn't mean that you're on the phone for four hours a day with each other. No, not it just knows no. you know it means that you know what's going on in each other's lives. You're there for each other, you're praying for each other, you're 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 just you love the other person, and you show that love by by your presence and by your time and by your willingness to yep. be there for whatever they need. Yep. I mean, today you're here on the show without any sort of okay, whatever, on your schedule on a Sunday on a day off because I needed it and you yep. wanted to be here for it. Yeah. And I thank you for that, David. You're, you're a great, welcome, baby. You're a great friend to me. You're a great friend, to, a great role model of my kids. 
And I just, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for you, man. With with the ministry, with my family, with my own belief in myself, my relationship with Christ, all of that. The same goes for me, John. Yeah. I wouldn't. I, I was one way before I met you, <laughs> and I'm a whole nother way after meeting you. Yeah. And that took all this time to get here. I'm better in my faith today because we've been friends. Yeah. I'm better. Uh, I'm a better husband and father because of our group. Yeah. And you started that. Thanks to Jesus. Yeah. And I mean, that's what it's about. Yeah. We're trying to get we're trying to get to heaven. We're on the same we're on that narrow road. Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. Let's yeah. go together. It'll be a little easier together. Amen. Plus you like the cowboys, so that's just a whole nother well, hard part of life. <laughs> you need we a friend just for faults. that. <laughs> Hey, what am I talking about? The Broncos are like the worst team in the NFL today, <laughs> except for the they beat the Chiefs last week somehow. I don't know how. Yeah. But but yeah, David, it's been a great time here. We've been going for about forty minutes. So I just I love you, man. I appreciate I everything you, too, you do, buddy. and and uh, it's just I'm very lucky to have you and and John and Nick and Victor and the guys that are close in our life. Uh, to just, you know, to, to do life with. And so, man, if you're out there and you're listening to you're going like, well, that's great, John. That sounds great. I, I, you're very lucky. I wish I had that. It's not easy, but you have to, like David said, you have to put yourself out there. If you're just sitting at home and you're doing the same old thing and running the same routines all the time and expecting something different to happen, then it's not just going to happen. You're not just going to waltz into to uh, you know, in your living room like some person's going to appear that's going to be your best friend. you got to get involved, whether that's with Knights of Columbus or a men's group or whatever it may be. And maybe some of you are called to start a men's group. Maybe you've been listening to this forever, and there's a reason you've been listening to our show and you're attracted to it. The Lord's trying to like continually, softly push you into, into okay, you want that? Then start it, right? Because somebody has to start it. But it begins with you. And you got to be willing to do it. So if you want true friendship in your life, you got to be willing, as David said, to lower the mask, put yourself out there, and to, to be willing to give of yourself to someone else. Because today, people have a greater BS meter than they've ever had before. And they know when you mean something, when you don't, and when you're trying to get something out of somebody. But if you just show up and say, look, I have, I just, I want somebody to walk alongside of and do life with. I want to be that for somebody else. Then you're going to impact somebody. They're going to invite you into their life, and you can go from there. So my brothers and sisters that have been listening to this, I hope you found it helpful today. Again, if you want to support us, you can go to justagownthepew.com and do that. You can also sign up for the pilgrimage there, and you can go and book us to come to your parish to start a men's group and a vibrant, life-changing ministry to men that will change not only the men, but the women and the kids in your parish. David, let's take it to prayer, and let's do a Hail Mary to our Blessed Mother, Sounds okay? Great. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail, Hail Mary, full, full of, of grace, grace, the Lord, Lord is with thee. thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah, baby! (laughs) Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com. Or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.